Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. episode of the schmo zone podcast quarantine edition i'm dave schmolenson aka the schmo my co-host is helen esports reporting to you guys live from the schmo bedroom as you see behind me this is the guest bedroom. Should we clarify that first? We don't sleep or partake in extracurricular activities in here. Definitely not. By the way, do you want to take the mic from me or should I just kind of do this interview style back and forth? Well, you have better forearms than me, right? You're stronger than me to do that. Did we not do a good forearm exercise today during the workout? Yeah, so... Um, a lot of you may not know, but the schmo or David, sorry, duh, we could say David right now. You're actually a really good coach. Well, I used to personal train. Yeah, you've been pushing me really hard, trying to get back into uh, just training regularly. And yeah, you're doing a great job. I appreciate that. You know, if there's anything this quarantine has really reminded me of and learned to appreciate is physical exercise. I've definitely been slacking on my workouts the past few months. I know our travel schedule has been crazy covering all the fighting events, boxing and MMA, but I used to personal train. I did that while I was interning in the sports industry and fitness is extremely important to me. And if anything, just the body weight the bands, the dumbbells, that's what we have. We're going to a park, just you and I isolated. Yeah. And it's been great. Yeah, quarantine style. But like I mentioned, you have been pushing me really hard and I appreciate your patience and letting me cuss you out a few times during our workouts. I guess it's part of the, the plan. It's part of the process. But more importantly, part of the reason why I'm pushing you is because, hey, if you haven't seen it, Go to Helen's Twitter and her Instagram. Last week, 316, March 16th, you did the Stone Cold Steve Austin tribute. You took the two beer cans. You opened it up. I filmed it. Yeah. And for everyone listening and watching, she did swallow the beer. Yeah, so quite a few people, I mean, majority of people saw it and understood just, you know, it, it was just to celebrate 316, right? Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. So had a bit of fun, uh, but the longer version of the video, because I had to shorten it to, you told me to add the TikTok music thing in the background. Um, so I had to shorten it, but the longer version of the video, I actually did swallow the beer she did <laughs> i am a witness by the way you can see if you're watching 
and listening. You can hear it. We're laughing. We're making the most of this quarantine situation. I'm not going to get into politics. We're not going to get into politics, but I just consider this World War III. It's the human race versus an unknown, an unseen, a virus. But I thought you just said you're not going to get into politics. It ends right there. I was just done. No comment from me. Okay, that's it. That's all we're saying. That's us acknowledging the bad, but we're going to focus on the good. So we've made the most of this quarantine situation. The Schmo character reluctantly has adapted because of Helen giving me the reminder of how much I always preach adapt or die. I didn't want to die, so I did the Schmo quarantine interviews with a couple of athletes. One of them is going to be played at the end of the show. The other one, we're just going to play about a 90-second clip. It's UFC welterweight Michael Chiesa. Yeah, so you did do an interview uh, with him, and during it, I was running the Schmozone Twitter. I know Gilbert Burns entered the chat, and he and Michael Chiesa are now interested in fighting, so good job for uh, kind of getting that going. Well, I appreciate you doing that, um, and going for the Schmozone Twitter, Helen controls that, she runs that. Amazing, impeccable timing of that screen grab of Gilbert entering the chat. The last time we saw you in the octagon, January 25th, USC fight night against RDA, the co-main event, you cut your post-fight interview short. You called out one guy and one guy only, Colby Covington. Oh, yeah. Since then. Um, you know, I, haven't, I don't really think it's gotten any traction. I think he's kind of just waiting for a title shot and you know he's put himself in a good position man that last fight he had was good um you know i think like gilbert burns i'm shooting to the top of the heap you know what i mean and and he you know him and i both want a shot at at the best guys in the world and uh you know it's just the colby fight i think it's a good matchup for me and and when i tell people about it it's like to get you know in order for me to get to a title shot with the ranking i'm at now i'm gonna need at least two more wins but i look at it like this colby's the toughest fight for me in terms of guys that's ahead of me but if I did get that fight right now and I beat him, then I can just do two fights. You know, it's two fights in one. You know what I mean? I beat if I fought Colby and beat him, that I would it wouldn't take me two more fights to get to a title shot. If I had a good performance against him and I beat him, which I really think I could, um, you know, it's just it's just like I'm just doing MMA math. You know, if I if I fought Colby for my next fight and I beat him, then I don't have to fight two fights to get to a title shot if I beat the number one guy. So that's just kind of like the way I look at it. But you know, if I gotta fight two, three more fights to get to a title shot, then so be it. I'm down. I have to say, nice hat you're wearing. Thank you. It's been the Schmo coronavirus hat. Thought of it on the fly, and we're going to go with it to the end of the quarantine. Is it because you haven't been able to get a haircut, or is it to keep you warm? No BS. That's 100% right. I guess I don't have to get a haircut, but it does keep my ears warm, even though it's going to get to like 80 degrees here in Vegas next week. Hopefully not windy like today. Yeah, it's pretty windy here. It's supposed to be windy tomorrow. I know. Uh, and it's almost April. April Fool's Day is right around the corner. And then April 18th, according to uh, Dana White telling Kevin Ioli, which is who's a friend of ours of Yahoo Sports, that fight is still slated to go on as far and as well as UFC 249, that whole fight card. So Dana White and our friend Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports 
How do they communicate? Just like how you and Michael Chiesa did. IG Live, adapt or die. I love it. That's like the perfect thing for the quarantine style interviews, right? Hashtag stay at home. Yeah, hashtag home is where the heart is. Yes, (laughs) it is. In my opinion, looking at the welterweight division, there's a lot of fights to make. And I think we obviously didn't get to see the Tyron Woodley fight, Leon Edwards. That one, I mean, let's see if they um, reschedule that for later on. They have to. I love that fight. And then you ask what's for Usman. He's got Masvidal. Yeah. Then Kobe Covington's just waiting in the wings. And to me, he's the guy to fill in in case a Leon Edwards has to bail from that fight. Or if Tyron has to bail from that fight, throw Kobe into the tier mix of those two guys. I agree. I mean, there there's so many fights right now to make. Um, but... Not really looking ahead just because, you know, obviously everything that's going on, most importantly is to make sure, you know, everyone is healthy and that truly everyone's doing okay during these times. This was very unexpected, but most important is that everyone's health is okay and hope you guys, um, you know, are just doing what you can and trying to think positive because like what uh, Cody Stamen said last week, you know, tough times don't last, tough people do. And hopefully these tough times um, will be ending, you know, soon. And that there's a, definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. 100% absolutely agree with you right there. We can only control what we can control. And that number one has to be before all is your health. Mm-hmm. And your health is your wealth it creates your happiness and what we need to prioritize right now is our health and what's best for our health is to isolate ourselves from other people you and i are Mm -hmm. pretty much attached to the hip it's just us or by ourselves this is a situation where the only times we're going outside is to get some fresh air and we are far or far away from other human beings and we're going outside occasionally to get food we're going outside to exercise in an open field that's pretty much it we're otherwise at home shouldn't have had that cappuccino too and the ice cream but oh yeah the ice cream too oh crap (laughs) yeah sorry well Good thing you only did part A of a part A and B workout day. Yeah, well, tomorrow is leg day, but I also have... But today is stretch and core part B day. Yeah, after this or what? After the podcast. Okay. After, I'll edit and you can relax and then... No, I want to help you edit. Don't make it seem like I don't do much. Just like I, I make you breakfast sometimes too. You make me breakfast. You cook dinner sometimes. Sometimes you wear every hat and I love it. It's fun, to, more fun to give you a hard time. But you're a great cook and you do make great tuna salad, so. Any type of prediction to make on how a specific fight would go, such as a 
UFC 249, Habib and Tony Ferguson. Like you asked so many amazing fighters. What is that, a half a million views already on YouTube, that video you did? Yeah, well, I, I spoke to Edson Barboza, obviously, who fought both of them. Uh, Jeremy Stevens trained with Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis, who told me that he broke his hand on Tony's head. Uh, the champs, Songwei Lee, Valentina, Henry Cejudo. Let's play it. Tony Ferguson versus Habib. How do you see that fight playing out? It's going to be a great fight. I'm very excited for this one. But I think it's going to be a great fight. That's funny because I, I, sometimes I see the fight. I look. I think about this fight. I say, man, I think it's a good fight for Khabib. But at the same time, I say, man, Ferguson is hard to fight because his style, he's a little bit, you know, different with everybody. Very excited. It's going to be a great fight. But you've been in the octagon with both of them. Who do you think has the slight advantage? Uh... I think Ferguson have a little advantage because he's a, a little bit better striker. Yeah. He's a little bit more creative. He's a little, you know, everybody knows what Khabib doing, but he's doing very well. Everybody knows, but nobody can stop him. Yeah. But I feel Ferguson have a little bit because he's more creative. You never know who's coming. <laughs> well, I'm not at liberty to say because I might have some financial interest in one or the other. So I'll just keep quiet. Oh, I don't know. It all depends who's going to be able to fight. Uh, who's going to be able to fight his their, their fight? You know, Tony like dirty uh, fight. You know, with elbows, knees. He, you know, that's that's his style. Khabib like to control guys when he's on the floor and with his top game. And you know, it all depends how it's going to go down. You know, style make fight sometimes. You know, it's hard to predict. Damn, I haven't, I haven't really thought about that too much because that's that's the fight after mine, right? Two forty nine. Whoo. I don't know. I hope. I just hope it happens. It has to happen at this point. It just has to happen. Um, predictions. Ooh, that's tough. I haven't really gave too much thought to it. Um, it would be. It would be cool to see Tony Ferguson. You know, cut him up and and, and beat him. I, I don't. I don't have a, a legitimate prediction though. I. I don't know. I don't know. You saw the press conference. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of nuts and. Uh, Hopefully it goes through. Let's just that's this hope this one goes through and uh we can we can all watch it together. Can I hear Khabib time? Khabib TKO first round. The king of cringe called it. First round, first minute, and the first punch of the fight, Khabib will be victorious. I would wait before the fight actually happened because we could see so for like how many times? Three times? Five. Five? Or this will be the fifth time. Yeah. It's fifth time. Yeah. It was so close before the fight, but it's never happened. I would say let's keep our thoughts and before the start actually, uh, the fight starts actually, yeah. I would say I'm on the stand up, uh, uh, standby mode. <laughs> I think that fight needs to happen already. Yeah? I, I want to get on that card too. That's a great card. Um, but uh, yeah, I I'm excited to see how that plays out. I think Tony has a style that's just out of the box. You know, I fought him like his 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 elbows. He's durable. I mean, I hit him. I hit him with a big right hand. I broke my hand on his head, and you know, he's just one of them guys that just finds a way to get it done. You know, he's weird. So uh, we know what Khabib's bringing to the table. Yeah. Tony's all over the place. So let's see how it plays out. Yeah, for sure, stylistically, they're both uh, 
bad matchup. You know, Khabib's got that one wrestling takedown, but uh, I've rolled with ter- uh, Tony. You know, he, he's probably one of the strongest guys I've ever felt. He scrambly, does awkward stuff. Uh, you know, um, Khabib just doesn't have the stand-up to mess with him. Uh, you know, it's hard to kind of low-pick uh, – low pick, um, Ferguson, because his footwork is so good. You can't do that like he did to Connor. Uh, Connor was able to come out, pressure him, throw some kicks, a little push kick, kind of keep him at bay. Uh, you're dealing with a different animal when it comes to Ferguson, you know, and Ferguson's not scared of, uh, of um, what's his name, Khabib. And uh, I, th- I, th- I think uh, Ferguson will give it to him. These got two guys are in the prime. They're both, uh, you know, look, everybody's uh, on the Khabib hype train with, you know, good reason. The guy is a beast however people are discounting tony ferguson like you know what i mean he's some bootleg hoist gracie but he ain't he's a badass tony ferguson tony ferguson so there you have it. Some of uh, the fighters that I had a chance to talk to asked them about their predictions for UFC 249 coming up right around the corner. As like we mentioned earlier on the show, Dana White told Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports that that fight is still going on and that I guess they have a location I mean, it it hasn't been revealed, but supposedly, you know, there is a location. How do you see that fight going? If what? If under what conditions? No, just in general. Say it does happen in where you think it is right now, somewhere in South Florida. um, Where? How do you see that fight playing out, Habib, Tony? I've seen it go both ways. I've seen it go how most MMA experts see this going down uh, probably be a championship round war and Habib will likely win by unanimous or a split decision or Tony can catch him with an elbow or something in a unique way and you'll get a reaction, not like the Orhe Masvidal, Ben Askren flying knee type reaction, but you'll get a El Kakui, Chuck Norris-like level comparison. We did watch Tony Ferguson fight Edson Barboza. We watched that uh, the replay of that fight the other day. But I also watched... Edson Barboza and Habib fight, and Habib was really impressive when he beat Edson Barboza too. Well, yeah, I mean they're both freaking impressive. Have you seen both of their resumes? That's why it's the fight that needs to happen. The two best in that division right now, the two best fighters that can stack up so well against each other. I know, and that fight, I mean. It's just crazy to think that this is the fifth time it's about to hopefully happen. Hopefully this time, fifth time is the charm. 
What's so amazing to think about, in addition to fifth time is the charm, is that it literally is taking a coronavirus to threaten. This crazy virus thing is what's threatening the fifth time. You can't make this crap up. This is just amazing to think about in the context of history. I know, and I've seen those memes out there that people are just so eager to watch this fight. They're like... Dana, make it in your backyard or make it on Mars. You know, you've seen those memes, right? Yeah, that's why, like, I'm sitting here thinking, are we going to see Tony Ferguson and Habib above ground in some complex, like, outdoor structure? I guess we'll, we'll just wait and see. Are, can we bet on those odds? Let's let's make it. You know, I can make a phone call, and I'm sure my bookie would take it, you know, in a heartbeat if we make a prop schmo bet or a prop Helen E sports bet. Yeah, well, speaking of bets, I do know this weekend was initially going to be two of the top heavyweights, right? Two of the most powerful heavyweights out there, Francis Ngannou, Jarzinho, uh, we're supposed to fight this weekend. We were going to be there in Columbus, and you had a chance to talk to Jarzinho this morning. Yeah, so I, I've i been texting with him for the past day, day and a half, and I said, hey, let's do an IG live. You know, after we talked about it, you encouraged me to do these IG live, these schmo and the pro quarantine-style interviews. Yep. Jarzinho, how, you, how you doing? I'm good, man. How about you? Hey, the schmo can't complain. We're doing a quarantine-style schmo in the pro, man. You're in Miami? I saw it. I saw it. Yes, I am in Miami. How you holding up, man? Because the schmo would be interviewing you right now in Columbus if that fight That's was true. still happening. No, we, we, we actually doing what we have to do, keeping training. Um, waiting for an update, and uh, yeah, now we slow the pace a little bit down. And soon as we have an update, we squeeze it back up, and we're we're on. So we're ready for whatever. He's the number six ranked heavyweight in the world, Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Jarzinho, Dana White said we're gonna have this April 18th fight card, Habib and Tony Ferguson. Would you be on that fight card? Do you, would you and Francis be dancing? If uh, I'll be happy. I'll be happy to dance the 18th of April. So I can't wait to, to this happen. Because, uh, uh, yeah, we're working hard for it. And uh, the fun has to come out right, right now. You know, it's about time. Undefeated 10-0. and 0. Is Francis Ngannou still the next opponent? Do you think that he could be switched up? It could be someone else because of this layoff? Or is Francis your next opponent? I hope Francis is still the next opponent. I'll be happy if it's still the same. But till now, Francis is the opponent, and it's uh, on that we're focusing on. What kind of training can you actually do during this quarantine time, Biggie boy? Actually, we're still going to the gym one-on-one -on -one with the coach, and then uh, specific times. So I go with the coach one-on-one -on -one working, and then uh, different hours, other fighters came in and do the thing and go back home. So that's how we, we plan it, or the gym plan it for us. And we're happy that they give us this uh, um, opportunity to keep doing our things. Is it American Top Team or is it a different gym? Yes, it is American Top Team. Excellent, excellent. And 
I'm telling you, Jarzinho, what's been the most difficult thing for you to do during this time? You know, what's been the hardest part of this whole quarantine thing? Now, for me, actually, uh, nothing. Because um, the thing is, I keep doing my training, um, come back home, take some rest. Um, after uh, take my rest at night or uh, close to the night, I go back to the gym, do it again, come back home, wait for tomorrow, do the same thing. So... For me, actually, everything's still the same. Um, we're just waiting for an update. And when was the last time you got an update? When was the last time you spoke to Dana White or someone from the UFC? Um, let me see. I think it's a couple of days ago they called. And they um, said the situation maybe in a month after, uh, later or, you know. So we, we're waiting for an actually date. So we know when we're going to dance and, yeah. Is your family back home in Suriname or are you by yourself here in Miami just with the training team? Who are you with? Yeah, I'm with the training team and uh, the family's back home. And yeah, the situation is crazy. So uh, I really want to dance and then go back to the family and get back to normal and hope the situation settles up really fast. What have you been watching on TV to keep yourself busy outside of training? What are you doing for fun? Now, I'm a, I'm a more uh, I'm playing PlayStation games, so I'm not watching TV, you know. So I'm more playing my video games, and let the time pass. Training, go to sleep, wake up, do the same thing. Before you got in the UFC, who is one fighter or a couple fighters that you watch that you're like, I want to be better than this guy, or I really like the way this guy fights stylistically. Actually, um, I don't I don't watch the UFC a lot, and I start watching it when I start watching it. I was let's see, I think John Jones, especially the time he fought against Chuck Liddell. I like the story, and then I get a little bit into it, and yeah, yeah, mostly John Jones. The Schmo never got a chance to ask you. We were in Washington, D.C. When you got that 10th victory, when you beat Alistair Overeem, he was beating you most of the fight. And then you can't count you out. Last round, you came in there. Out. Last round, you came in there, and you got him out of there. You got him out with the, the TKO, man. That punch, you split open his lip. What was going through your mind, the adrenaline? What were you thinking in that very moment? Because you must have known you were down in the scorecards. Uh, for me, it was more, um, he was doing his thing. He had a great game plan. He made two, two, two takedowns. Um, yeah, that was it. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, bad, bad in my mind. I was like being patient, find that opening, um, follow um follow up for me that fight was a little bit uh, can't, can't, it's not my best fight but it has it have its thing and on the end i still pulled that one punch that everybody was waiting for out and put him down and walk away win the fight and that's what we're working for so yes. uh yeah on the next we're waiting on the next one and we keep learning getting better now i got more time in the octagon it's my first time fighting five rounds and i'm happy it happened because you see different angles you do different things you keep learning things in the octagon 
And I think next fight is going to be different because, yeah, you learn a lot and I'm looking forward to, to, to dance again. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome for me. You and Francis Ngannou, you both have scary, scary knockout power. One punch changes everything. Both of you guys aren't looking to stick around for three, four, five rounds. You're looking to knock each other out. Do you anticipate a long, you know, championship round type fight with the Francis Ngannou? Or do you think it's going to be in that first round? Someone's getting knocked out. I think I'm knocking my ass out in the second round, for sure. Second round. Yeah. Yes, because, look, not every fight can be like what you did to Orlowski in New York, knocking them out really quickly, man. Not every fight can be that. <laughs> That's true. But we're working for everything. I'm ready to dance. I'm ready to dance five rounds. If it's going to take one second, or it's going to take five rounds of uh, five minutes, I'm, I'm down. So, I mean, yeah. Now, I know we're not going to talk about the what-ifs, but uh, everyone in your division and all the MMA fans assume we'd see the trilogy between DC and Stipe Mayocic. Who do you like winning that trilogy fight if we could see that trilogy fight when it's all said? For me, I, it doesn't matter who wins. I hope the fight go on and it's finished fast. So I got a chance to challenge the champion. So that's the only thing I'm focusing on. So for me, the guy with the belt, he's the target, and that's what we're going after. But if DC wins and gets the belt, he's going to retire. Regardless if he wins or loses, he's going to retire. But if he gets the belt, he's going to retire. Does it bother you that you wouldn't be able to get a chance to earn it from him? Or it would be just be up for grabs, and it's going to be the top two guys fighting for that belt. It'd be a vacant belt. For me, actually, the gold is count, that count. And, yeah, where the belt is, is that what we have to. Excellent. Now, at American Top Team, man, have you gotten some work with some of the big guys like Greg Hardy? Where's he at in his training point in his career? Uh, he's in the gym. I think I worked with him once. Um, yeah, the American Top Team is a great gym. Uh, I think it's the, the best gym in America. And, yeah, great sparring partners. Uh, a lot of big guys, especially in the heavyweight. And it feels good, yeah, especially the training. There he is, Jarzinho Rosenstrike, the number six heavyweight in the world, predicting a second round KO when he eventually gets inside the octagon with Francis Ngannou. Can't wait to dance. <laughs> Final message for all your fans out there worldwide. Guys, keep following. The update's going to come, and it's going to be an awesome fight, and I hope you guys can enjoy it, because I'm going to be enjoying the octagon, sharing the octagon with Francis Ngannou. And I hope he come with his best performance because that's what we're looking for. Then we're going to get a great challenge. Stay healthy. Stay safe out there. Stay quarantined. He's the pro, Biggie boy. I'm the schmo. Here for the quarantine, the schmo and the pro. We're out. Appreciate your time. Thank you, man. See you next time. See you soon. What's your final message for episode eight of the Schmo Zone podcast? Just want to thank everyone who's tuning in. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to still watch us, uh, listen to our show, The Schmo Zone. Uh, we really appreciate it. And like I mentioned earlier on in the show, um, try to stay positive. Make sure you stay indoors. Only thing you can control is your mindset. Stay positive. Don't panic. 
be optimistic. The opportunity is going to come again, and it's you're going to get your chance to do what you need to do, and happy days to come. Believe it, feel it, live it. So with that being said, I guess he's a schmo. I'm just kidding. I was going to sign up. The guy above me is the schmo. I know. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. If you're watching, Helen Esports, Dave Schmolenson, we're out. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.